everyone, this is the Easy Allies Podcast. I am your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week is Michael Huber. Hello. Daniel Bloodworth. I'm on a podcast. And I'm Brandon Jones. How you doing? I'm doing great, Jones. Thanks awesome. for asking. Let us do our goals. Huber, what's your goal this week? Let's talk about Shenmue. Let's bring it up? <laughs> yep. It's okay. been too long. All right. Bloodworth, what's your goal this week? Uh, I'm going to reference something from GDC. Ooh, nice. Jones, what's your goal this week? To give you a rim shot. Ooh. Jones, I would love a rim shot. That's Just my goal, that. too. Uh, my goal it, is to, at no point throughout this podcast, shrug my shoulders and say, beats me. I don't want to see it. Let's begin corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Pocket Rumble doesn't look like a Wonder Swan game. It looks like a Neo Geo Pocket Color game. Ah. Stardew Valley already has co-op on PC. In Japan, The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds is called The Legend of Zelda Triforce of the Gods 2. It is a direct sequel to A Link to the Past in wow. Japan. Wow. Crazy. Uh, you can rent single games on PlayStation now. It is pronounced Sauron? Sauron. 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 It's pronounced Sauron and Balrog? That one I didn't understand. We're not sure on that one. Here's what I like. One of the many misconceptions about Sauron is that he is the eye. He is not the eye. He actually sits in the tower and just chills throughout the whole trilogy of books. How funny is that? This cool guy in a suit of armor never battles. He just sits in the tower the whole time, Huber? Sick. Huber nods at me emphatically. That's bad. I kind of want to look that up. But yeah, I could have sworn he's just hanging. He's just chilling. I the don't whole feel time. like he is in physical form. Yeah, because I'm pretty yeah. sure they said he is. I'm the pretty sure he is. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Peter Jackson like fellowship prologue where he comes down and is like, is like, yeah. like fan servicey. Wait, what? Yeah. It's fan servicey. What do you mean by that? I think I don't know because I just read The Hobbit, so I'm actually kind of getting him confused. So okay, forget <laughs> what I'm saying. All right, forget what I'm saying. But yeah, skeptical about that. I don't think that was like a spiritual representation of him. Oh, that's a slimy can of worms we just popped open. All right, let us know. Well, because I'll tell you why. Because the person who illustrated the correction did not say why. Where are you getting that from? Did Tolkien say that in an interview? There were two separate corrections. Is that in between the lines in the actual text? Where did that... Where did you find out about that? He's just Is that like Dumbledore being gay? We didn't find out until like two years later? Or... Jones, it is in the text. It is... All right. Textual. That's what I want to know. Is okay. If, if we, we, yeah. I gotta trust it. Tolkien invented lore. Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's one of those things where I'm like, I could like, kind of go halfway on, right? Invented lore. Like, no! Yes. No! With appendices, kind lore. of. Spoken to legends invented lore. <laughs> lore invented lore. Yeah, Tolkien, but, oh. it's, That's the origin. Oh. Um, but yeah, so like, saying that like, he is not the eye, I could sort of see. It's, well, of yeah, course. It's I agree with that. Yeah. He's just hanging out. Like looking but, yeah, that's like his telescope. But see yeah. that like he's just do- a dude standing sitting in a tower like yeah. no. Because remember there's the mouth too. The mouth of Sauron. Oh my gosh, we got to move like on. <laughs> the correction it's music like is still going comes. on this yep. entire time. Yep. Oh my goodness. Let's go through the entire Blaster Master franchise. Blaster Master on NES. Blaster Master Boy on Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Blaster Master 2 on the Genesis. That I didn't know about. Blaster Master Enemy Below on Game Boy Color. Ooh. Blaster Master wow. Blasting Again on PlayStation 1. Dude, of course. That's a PS1 title. That Blasting Again. So yes. Blaster Master Overdrive on Wii. And this week's Blaster Master Zero on Switch and 3DS. And finally, last week I neglected to bring up Gamefly and Redbox when we're talking about uh, opportunities for renting games and yeah. things like that. And Red I feel Bo- bad. Redbox is the one, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a legit thing. Uh, end the corrections music, please. Now, Jones, uh, before we even start the podcast, I have something I would like for you to read. Oh, my. 
we have a great deal of research that has been done in regards to finding the origin of Rufus. Yes. The songwriter of Rufus. Mm. It is still a mystery. However, Emily, a.k.a. Turbo Girl on Twitter, I think it might be Turbo Girl 16. Anyway, just a Turbo Girl there, uh, has done a lot of work for us, a lot of groundwork, and had an inside track onto this. Amazing. It's a lot to read, Jones. I want you to read this entire thing. Great. I know that you love mystery shows, and so I think you might be into this. If you could read this as a roving detective, oh, I would really appreciate this. Oh, okay. It's like That's, Sam Spade kind of a... I don't know who Sam Spade is. It's like, oh, it was a, kind of like Max Payne, how he reads, it's like, it was a dark and stormy night. Mm, yeah, you don't have to be gruff. I showed up at the crime scene. Actually, it might be interesting. You want to be gruff, dude? I can be gruff. Okay. Hi, allies. Unfortunately, my search to discover the origins of the love and respect song mm. has hit a wall. <laughs> After being put in contact with Hasbro, they told me that Tiger Electronics only kept molds, records, for their mainline toys. Happy Meal toys were limited and mass-produced in China. <laughs> they were throwaway. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Ian had the right idea, though. The first thing was to establish whether the toy was based on something. It wasn't. (laughs) It was part of a grab bag action collection for McDonald's, where each toy was a random action of something. So it wasn't based on anything, not a TV show, or any particular artist. Each toy in the collection was completely random. He's only playing jazz because it's an action, Mm. I guess. Seriously, take a look at the collection. The other toys are weird. Okay. No, no, there's more. My contact at, wow. Yes. My contact at Hasbro said that from experience, if a toy isn't based on something, chances are the music is completely made up by the artist. Yes. Just a random jingle they made up on the fly, especially for something as small as a Happy Meal toy. Of course, the artist can have influences or things that inspire the melody, but without talking to the artist directly, it would be impossible to know. But the fact that it's a random toy not based on anything, chances are that it was probably an original melody. He also said they tend to not copy other songs' melodies for mass-produced toys. So unless it's a licensed toy based on a property, it's going to be an original song. Mm -hmm. I know this isn't the answer we were looking for, and it's a bummer. But this particular Happy Meal toy really was random mass-produced. And without the records of who worked on it, it would take a random person stumbling stumbling on the song if it's based on another song. But on the bright side, the toy actually now does have an identity and means something to a lot of people. What was once a random jingle or throwaway toy now means love and respect. And so, I guess in that way, the song is now based on the allies and this amazing community. I hope this can bring you guys some closure. Who knows? Maybe the artist that made it will one day stumble upon all the allies using it for something else and speak out. I wish we could have gotten more of a conclusion, but at least we now know the exact code number for the toy, which collection it came out in, the exact date it came out, and lastly, that it wasn't commissioned to be based on something else, which increases the chances that everything is all original. Love and respect, Emily Turbo Girl. Wow. Yes. That Amazing. Is... Here's the thing. That's even better. I don't have closure. I... We have to find the artist. Well, we, I can sleep. I can sleep tonight for sure. But I mean, it's, I have it, to know it who, is unsettling. Who made this Furby? Yeah. I love it. I love that that Rufus has a mysterious past. Yes, <laughs> that Hasbro doesn't even keep mystery. track. Right. So no, we, with, with yeah. all of that, there's not like a name of this one. It's just like Furbies, and then it's just a random color. It's, I think it's Furby number seven. Okay. Ah, oh, shoot! I forget the actual. Yeah, I should name. We should say off the code name. But I mean, there's a toy designer out there. 
who apparently designed the toy and created the tune all in one go. It was a whole thing. He looked at him and that, yes. that, that's what came out. Or she. The funny right, thing, of course. Jones. It sounds like such a familiar <laughs> thing, too. Like, I could have sworn it's just like some pirate song from whatever. It, you know? it apparently is not. I think, it, I think if the song existed anywhere else, somebody would have heard it. I feel like our audience is like, we can find this. We can yeah, spread. We can do this. We can find the person who designed this toy. And I thought, I thought honestly, McDonald's empl- employed toy designers. And yeah. apparently it's Hasbro who makes who made the, at least this one in particular. High budget. Yeah. Hasbro toys. Jones, what's wrong? I just, one thing I respect about Kind of Funny is Kind of Funny is really good at bringing in big people. Like Kind of Funny Life 2, Cisco comes out on stage, yeah. sings a Pokemon song. Yeah. They have connections to a lot of, of big celebrities and yeah. that's definitely an initiative for them to try to get people on their podcast, be a part of Kind of Funny to know who they are. Sure. This is our mission. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I do not want Dwayne The Rock Johnson on yeah. our stuff. I just, I do. Okay. Come yes, on. you're right. I would the love rock. for him. Yes. If you're you right. any professional wrestler. Yes. I, you could well, choose. I know John Cena's really into games. Is he really into games? He yeah. did that, he did that no. Switch thing? He's, no. Oh. The true gamer is AJ Styles. Whoa. And Xavier Woods. I mean, he's a big Nintendo fan, at least. Wow. But. I trust Huber on this. Go, yeah. He said no. He straight up said no. Mm, no. Cena, no. No. No cred. No street cred. Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about the Switch. I, I, this is what I want to start off with. Switch had a, a pretty good week. Had some bad stuff too. We're going to cover it all. Sure. But it's okay. it's the news of the hour. A new Nintendo console, a new video game console is here. Uh, what I want to begin with is what I think is the biggest deal. And I don't like to talk about Metacritic. I don't like to talk about numbers of review scores. I don't like to do that normally. However, we have an anomaly. We have something this week that I thought would never happen again. Games barely break 90s anymore. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is one of the best-reviewed games of all time. Of all time! It's got a 98 on Metacritic, which makes it fourth. 98? Yes. Yeah. Fourth Jones, fourth of all time behind GTA 4, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, and number one is Ocarina of Time. Wow. On Open Critic, it's got a 97. It's the top 0.0 of all video games, which means that in the year that Open Critics existed, is it two? It's like a year and a chunk. Uh, it's the number one game. Do we have a recent, couple recent releases like GTA Five or Witcher, where they stand? I don't Witcher know where they stand, Huber. They're Could, beneath it. Yeah, wow. They're beneath it. Uh, it's number one on game rankings all time. Again, 98.14, I think is what it was. Uh, it's at 98 point something. The mm-hmm. best reviewed game of all time on GameRankings.com. That's crazy. You know I don't yeah. like to get into little nitty gritty yeah. and just talk about medic scores and things like that. This, what happened? They Dude. took six years to make a video game. <laughs> Do you think that's, that's a factor? No, now? I mean, that's not the only factor. I mean, GTA V took about the same amount of sure, time. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, well, I mean th- th- that'll, that'll definitely make a really good game. And I think also there was the period once they realized what the launch schedule was for the Switch and they were going to hold it off for the Switch sure. that they just had. I mean, they, they didn't clean up that frame rate, but you know, I think I think they had time to really get in there and don't brush that off. I Let's just, talk about that. This game has frame rate issues. It does. Yeah. And 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 you know, bless Amanda, I love her. Like she's running through the forest, and I'm like, do you see that? See the frame rate? She's like, no. I'm like, don't <laughs> really like that's the, the difference when you turn towards the forest or when you turn towards the mountain. Like you didn't notice. There Some is, people, psh, you know. That'd be deal. There's really only one thing that I want to say. One one important point about this game is, you know, I, I, don't you spoil a thing. Um, Hubert. There's gonna be no spoilers. Okay, there will be Promise. no spoilers. By the way, Promise. we are strictly talking about. I will this. beep him out um, in editing if I have yeah, to. Yeah. No. Uh, 
I really hit the wall with open world games in the last year or two. Like, yes. Major fatigue. Everyone's doing these open world games. I felt like The Witcher 3 was kind of the end of the end of the open world era for me. I was like, all right, this is... Like, let's start going in, in, in a new direction. Maybe go back to, like, action platformers or something. Uh-huh. I just felt the open world fatigue. And pl- somehow playing this game feels so new and and exciting. And... and it it is it is like a Deus Ex situation where I look at video games differently now. Yeah, but because even in The Witcher, uh, the, I was talking to Jones about this. Even in The Witcher, like uh, open world games are still pulling me in a direction. I'm playing Horizon. Mm-hmm. I'm opening up the menu and I'm checking boxes. I'm looking at things. I'm like, oh, gotta go over there and do this. Gotta go over there and do this. Zelda right now, despite having quests, is just go and let everything happen and, and play as you will so here's play my question you to you then. here's my question and to i don't know then, how right? they did it they perfected the open world formula it doesn't feel like a checklist or a chore so nothing when you hear that this is one of the best reviewed games of all time yeah you say it deserves it i haven't finished it yet i can't make a bold statement like that sure but initially i'm like wow this is doing something different and perfecting a genre mm-hmm so it, I'm definitely open to the fact that it could be one of the best games of all time. Blood, are you surprised? <laughs> oh, I, I was completely surprised. Like, yeah, people are going to be hard on games, especially a game that's like that, that's not on the cutting edge of graphics and that kind of thing to blow you away in that yeah. way. Um, it's, you know, it really is like it all comes down to the game design and how all that works. Um, uh yeah, it's it's kind of shocking, you know. It's and, and like that first day, like all that backlash that we got because Damiani gave it like the little bit less than perfect. He gave it four and a half stars. <laughs> four and a half out yeah. of five. <laughs> like people are gonna come at us now because it's the lowest thing that exists. <laughs> a ninety. <laughs> a ninety is like that's bad. That's a bad score. That is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, and and I'm kind of like where, where Hubert is too, like. I'm so early in that game that, like, I can see the design aspects that, like, gets it there, mm-hmm. but, like, I haven't seen enough of the variety to, like, really, like, like, cement it in my mind and, and like, being in that place. But, I, yeah, I definitely would like it to be, for sure. And I can see it happening if if I keep getting the sense of discovery and things that just seem so small. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, but the, it, it just kind of works. Like, not keeping... Um... Uh, not not a spoiler. Joke. It's a spoiler. Don't no. do it. I'm just saying. Don't like, say what you're about to say. No, it's not. Like okay, this you can't, is a, you I, can't talk about it without. I well, I might. I, I promise this is not. Okay. Uh, it doesn't keep track of like how many things out of how many things you have. Sure. Which also helps it not feel like a checklist and sure. and, mm-hmm. and artificial. Sure. You know, it intentionally doesn't tell you things. To, to just let it flow. Humor me, though. Humor me, though. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, if this boy. came out on the Wii U, do you think it would have reviewed as well? Oh, if it didn't come out on the Switch? I think yeah. it got a little Switch bump. Possibly. Sure. I don't I know, know if that would have translated into review scores. It definitely, it's definitely translating into hype. There's no question. Because, I mean, uh, because the, I think of game trailers, the Xbox One and the, the PS4 launch, and those games got, got hit. Because I think the expectations were higher on a new console, like Killzone, like Killzone yeah. Shadowfall, just yeah. got Killzone right Shadowfall, sure. and uh, you know Knack and and Dead Rising and and Rise, mm. Son of Rome. You're right; those all had you know? pretty 
like not those great aren't, reviews. Those aren't Zelda level games, but I still feel like a, a new console launches and maybe the expectations are a little. So little that's higher. how you would refute it. You would say, no, a new console yeah. doesn't necessarily get good reviews. Yeah. Humor me on this. <laughs> does Zelda get to rest on its laurels, laurels a little bit? Does it get to. It does change things a lot, but does it absolutely just like. A, a character can just go, oi. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yes. Uh, I would actually. I would like to posit a, a complaint I have against The Legend of Zelda. Something that I don't think is that great in this game. And that's the voice acting. is not good. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I don't think it adds to the game. I think the performances are bad. I really want to judge these I think the first person you meet, the first character you meet that speaks to you is awful. I think it is a bad casting and a and a bad performance. So then, Jones, explain the score to me. Explain it being one of the best-reviewed games of all time. Because voice acting is not a lot. It's not... It, the majority of communicating with NPCs you will do in this game is not voice acting. Voice acting makes up, I, I, I'd imagine, 1% of all of the interactions you will have with characters. I think that's a good point. And so it's like, literally, that whole... That one character, that, like, that whole scene that you have with that character, they explain all of this stuff pales in comparison to bumping into them in the open world and having them go, oh, oh. yeah. I'm like, oh, hi. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like that had so much more charm, you know, like just those little I think those it little would have reviewed worse if it was fully voice acted. Oh, man. It, they wouldn't have done it. I don't yeah. think Nintendo knows how to do that. You know? <laughs> yes, I don't, they do. They know how to do that. <laughs> to make a fully voiced cutscene, get I don't, I don't think they have the experience. Sure. I, I, name the game. Name, name the story-driven Oh, Nintendo we did this. Game. It's, like, it's Xenoblade. Uh, a okay. lot of people talk about Xenoblade Chronicles. Sure. And a lot of people talk about uh, uh, Kid Icarus. Okay. That's but, I mean, Xenoblade was very similar. I mean, there was more cutscenes, but it was still similar to where, like, once you got to, like, an NPC in a town, like, oh, it's you, just would like just, a you would read yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they had the sound effect like Especially, Zelda yeah. does. Hi. Mm. Especially if, it, if it's a franchise that's never done, and then all of a sudden you just flip that VO switch. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I'm baffled. But Xenoblade, like, I saw Ben's streams, and it's like, it's like oh, yeah, that, that voice acting's still pretty good. I was so nervous. I was so nervous that the reviews would be too harsh on Zelda. You know, that in this, this new era we live in, that nobody beats a 90, nobody breaks above a 90. I was really nervous that it would be treated poorly. I'm shocked the other way. I'm shocked that it's treated this well, frankly. Uh, yeah. Frame rate apparently is not important. Though, I mean, we can go into this. It happens more in the beginning, and that's kind of the general consensus that everyone has talked about. It happens in the, the, one... in the entire game. <laughs> it happens in the entire game. I haven't seen anything that I've played so far that looks like the shots Damiani used in the review. It'll like, come. But here's yeah. the thing. If you're playing on handheld mode, you'll never see those dips. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's the, the frustrating thing is that they... The Switch is, I mean, any Nintendo console has interesting tech going on. So for them to sell this whole interesting tech and then we're going to release this game that we've worked on for six years mm -hmm. and it doesn't run all that great. Yeah. It's kind of, you're like, what would it take? Especially considering, I think the game is gorgeous. I mean, it, I think I think the, the art style I think holds up throughout the entire world. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you put that up against anything, against even Ghost Recon Wildlands. And it's like, I was just driving around Ghost Recon this weekend. Like, oh, what if, <laughs> you know, what if that looked like this and ran like this? Yeah. Um, so that's a little frustrating. Wouldn't matter though. Does, it wouldn't yeah. matter if the game ran better. It would not get better reviews. I th Isn't yeah. that ridiculous? I don't really from don't think Domiani, it would. Be. I, just think I would have gotten one from Damiani for sure. <laughs> I just think yeah. at the I just think at the end of the day, yeah. when, when you encounter so many things in a game that you've never encountered before in any other game, yeah. you, when you see a game, you know, set something up. I think I think the main victim. And granted, I I've played five seconds of this game. I've watched Amanda play a lot of it. Um, and 
I think one of the things that impresses me the most is even in the even in the open world games I love, even in GTA Five, which I love, me too, I was I was kind of rolling my me eyes too, at people baby. when they came out when people checked out GTA Five for the first time. They're like, "Oh my god, they recreated LA!" And I'm like, "No, what? No, they no. <laughs> like Venice isn't even there. <laughs> you know, it's like this is not they're like it's one to one. I'm like, it's it's one to hundred. This is not like oh, you can drive from one side of LA Venice to the other. Really good. Though, You're Jones. rolling your eyes at the world of GTA Five. No, yeah. I'm rolling my eyes at people that play GTA Five and think it's literally Los Angeles. Oh. They're like, oh, look, I could go find my house. Like, the odds are extremely slim. You can find anything <laughs> personal to you other than major landmarks in GTA V. I don't need it to be that. But again, when it came out, all these people got all excited about it. And we're like, oh, they, they totally recreated California. Whereas, like, the scale of this game is just incredible. How the distance between objects, like how far it actually takes for mm-hmm. you to get from, some, from one thing to another. Which I think a lot of open games open world games are scared to do because they're like, I don't want to have you riding on your horse for an hour. Yeah. Zelda's like, ride for an hour. Get there, you know? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, and I've seen multiple people say now, is like, even though there are horses, there's there seems to be like so much to do and, and play around with that like, a lot of people are like, uh, I'll just stay on foot. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Same way. Uh, yeah. Don't just miss anything. Want to make it clear, you know, I'm trying to pry as a podcast moderator. I'd easily give this game a 10. This oh, is a 10 out of 10. I called Brad. I was like, this is yeah. the easiest 10 of all easiest time. Easiest 10 of all time. <laughs> easiest 10 of all time. Yep. Easily, easy 10. Yep. Drop drop those frames all you want. Drop them. I'll eat a lot. Drop them. I'll drink it like soup. <laughs> I'm ready to play more. Uh, yeah, I just, that is crazy. I did want to remark on that. One of the best reviewed games of all time came out as, as a Switch launch title. Congratulations to the team yep. and everybody. Good job. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I get why it was their E3. <laughs> No. Yes. <laughs> like, yep. oh, okay. You're right. Because I think it was done. I think honestly, I think they went in D three and like this game was finished. Like this, this game's this, just been sitting on a shelf for a little bit. I can't wait for bit. this conversation when all of us have beat it. Yeah. Yes. And we're oh just my like, gosh. Ah. Yeah. Look forward to that. There will be talk when we can remark on spoilers and everything yeah. like that. For the sake of the conversation, I did not want to. Jones, I want to talk about the success of the Switch. It's strange. Uh, we the the article's not been published yet, but the author of it has. Uh, Nick Wingfield of the New York Times had an interview with Reggie Fizeme, uh, president of Nintendo of America. But wait, it hasn't been published yet. What are you quoting it for? His tweets. He 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 oh. sent out a series of tweets in uh, in advance of the article going Woo. out. Uh, Build up the hype. Switch had the best two day launch of any Nintendo console in the Americas ever. Nice. Zelda. So this is the thing. Like I haven't heard this stuff. So like I've been you know waiting to see like what do I even compare this to? Yes. Because it's like the store shelves are bare. But that doesn't mean anything. If there's right. no stock. Yeah. What sucks is by the time this podcast is published, that article will probably be out. Sure. Numbers will probably be published uh, soon. Uh, Zelda, the best standalone launch title of all time for Nintendo, mm. defeating Super Mario sixty four. Nice. Dethroned. So as John said, I think E three proved it was worth it. Zelda is one of the best reviewed games of all time, sold extremely well. The Switch, sales-wise, is a success. Was it worth it to delay Zelda to yes. the launch of the Switch? We're not going to know until, like, April. We're not going to know until E3. I think we can until say right now it was worth it. I think yes. we can say right now is the right business not, decision to delay that I game. I personally would not own a Nintendo Switch yep. if you remove Zelda from that launch lineup. Yeah. Oh, right. But, I mean, yeah, it, I, I, yeah it's less about was it was it worth it. I think it obviously helped the Switch launch. I think at the end of the day it was good. Yeah. But, like, long term, as far as their, their huge business plan, is this smart having something really exciting to talk about every two months, you know, and then just if something goes, you know, we, we get back into that period we were with, you know, 3DS for a while, Wii U, where it's like, What's happening? Oh, like, we'll be feeling it when we know. got Mario Kart 8. It's like, so, well, okay, okay. I really <laughs> like the system itself. Like, when Wii, sure. U, when Wii U came out, 
Mm-hmm. I did not like the gamepad at all. Yeah, it I sucked. just did not like it. It sucked from the like, beginning. Yeah, I was yep. like, this thing is stupid. Yep. I'm not into it. I love taking it out and then snapping in those Joy Cons, putting the little headphone in, and then taking it into another room. Like I was playing last night for a couple hours, and then when I went to bed, I was like, oh, I'll play a little bit in bed. Just pop, pop, snap, take it into bed. Played a little like walking around a village, like hanging out. So Hubert you know, and I and it's. I just keep thinking, like, man, I want to, like, take this place. Can, can we I remind everybody urge. that this man hates handheld yeah. gaming? Yeah. Please do, yes. <laughs> hates his 3DS. It's so funny. Hates it. Because Beth was like, I was like, you gotta, like, check this out. You gotta watch this. Okay, there's the game on screen, right? Watch this. <laughs> and I was like, snap, snap. Was, Isn't that cool? And she goes... Don't you hate handhelds? <laughs> the first thing she said. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Can you, well, can you, get, can you give her a little love in the next yeah. time you, you see her and tell her I appreciate here's, that? Here's the big 180 for me. Yeah. Is um, the Wii U, especially at launch, but kind of even now, the menus, everything was so slow. Yes. Like you push the home button, it's like, where is it? Oh, okay. There's, a, you know. Yes. And like Wii U, it's like screenshot. Okay, home button. Twitter done. Back to game. Like everything is so fast. Like even like something like sleep mode. I was amazed. I'm like sleep mode. Yeah. You're off. Yeah. I didn't have to wait for you to shut down. Mm-hmm. Like. And then you're back in super fast too. Yeah. That weird and then ad screen. You, did you, you read that there's this thing with the the battery where like. It won't let the battery completely drain on you. It will go into sleep mode when the battery gets to a certain percentage so you don't lose where you're at. Oh, in the my game. laptop does that. That's cool. So, I'd have Polygon tell me how to turn the system off. <laughs> I was confused. Oh, cuz you always do sleep? Oh yeah, I was so confused. And sure. then cuz I held the home button on the the con- the controller. Yeah. But that didn't give me the option to turn off. Sure. So I was like, what the heck? What what, what yeah, what so how do you, you have turn to it off? Hold the power, the power I figured, on yeah. the yeah. console itself. For some reason I didn't do that. Oh, okay. I just like pre- but because I when you press it, mm-hmm. Everything just like powers down, and you think it's off, but it's just putting it into sleep. Yes. So I was like, huh? Why do you need to turn it all the way off? <laughs> it's just habit. Okay. I turn mine. Just a habit. Turn <laughs> it. You get power outage. I don't know. I'm paranoid like that. I've been on record saying that if the NX is a hybrid handheld console, uh, I would bathe in lava. Because I hated the idea so much. Didn't it sound dumb? Remember the first yes. time? We, remember the first time we found out the controllers attached to the sides were oh, all that, like that was heavily oh, rumored. Yeah, God. I was so mad. That's so stupid. Yeah. You you picture these like little phone cords that like come out of it. You know, like mm-hmm. this little Fisher Price dinky thing. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, the thing it feels the so thing good. For me, it's so slick. Like, I Hold do, on. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, what? You, you were in the middle of saying something. I, uh, yeah. No, I mean, this Huber says the thing for me. Go ahead. No, go. And, okay, Huber, sorry. Okay, go like Huber. The handheld, do this. the handheld thing is putting Zelda on, uh, like swapping it from the TV onto the handheld. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like I'm playing a handheld game. It feels like I'm playing a Switch game or right. a console game on my handheld. Yes. So that's kind of the psychological thing I'm feeling. It's like, whoa, this is actually like a full on game, but just in, in my the palm of my hand. Smaller it, screen. It does yeah. make me furious. The frame rate's better it's in the handheld. Simple. It makes me furious. Yeah, that's. That's fascinating. But it's, that's it's, little... it's rendering at a different resolution. Yes. So that's apparently just, they they went just over the edge of where they should have probably. It's just. It's funny because it's like. Because it, it's 900p on, yeah. on your TV, 720p on the handheld itself. And it's 720 on Wii U as well, right? Oh, I is have no correct? idea what the Wii U version does. Sure. Uh, the thing is, though, 
it, it makes me furious. It makes Kyle angry. Kyle wanted his powerful Nintendo console and, and Zelda that runs super smooth. Yeah, yeah. I still think it was the right business call to make this hybrid thing. I think well, there, there yeah. would be a patch still. Remember Witcher on PS4? That was buggy and laggy mm-hmm. for a bit, for a couple weeks, like three three solid weeks at launch. Sure. The Witcher had issues, mm-hmm. and they just patched it and patched it and patched it and got it over that hump, and I now also, it's fine. I remember zero Nintendo performance patches. I remember zero of them. Yeah. For any it, Nintendo game. We had yeah. a lot of behind-the-scenes patches that like, you just didn't really pay any attention to. But I think most of the time it's like, you can't use that shortcut in Mario Kart anymore. I don't think <laughs> right. they're like... I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, Zelda already had one. Breath of the Wild. Performance patch? The, well, they had a day one patch, the but day I don't one know patch. exactly has, yeah. what it did. It was uh, supposedly, it made the handheld version of it uh, less framing. Oh, the f- focus was, on the handheld yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prove it? I, I, I'm not okay. going to, but I'm No, tempted. Jones is using yeah. the prove it ticket. No, that's, that's digital foundry. You got to prove it. Uh, okay. All right. So wait. You, that, <laughs> I, I want to say this. I want to say this, and this is something actually that uh, I've been like hungry for some developer to do with an open world game, mm-hmm. and that's every time we get into a new gen, you know, like I play something like GTA 3 back in the PS2, and I was thinking like, wow, okay, PS3 and 360 are coming out. I can't wait to see you know this this kind this type of game blown up, and I'm like. It's always been frustrating me every single time we get to a new gen, we have developers that get to new technology, and they always try to make it look as good as it possibly can, and I feel that restricts how big this world can be. Like, I've always been tempted to be like, Mm -hmm. what if you just made the game look exactly like it looked in last gen, just make it really friggin' huge, you know? And like, and I love that they've kind of done that. Like, when I would see screenshots, or when I would see like a trailer for Breath of the Wild, I'm like, meh. And then you watch somebody play it, and it's like, oh, this this works. I mean, this, this world totally works. Like the actually the facial animation is great. Everyone's really expressive in that game. It's oh like my it's just Those enough. Faces. You know, it's yeah. just enough. Like it, they, and I think that's great. I'm excited to see someone do that. You know, it's like yeah, this mountain I'm climbing up doesn't have to be amazing because this mountain's huge. Can we talk about more issues with yeah. the switch? Oh yeah, because there are many. Okay. Uh, many creative issues. Creative it's issues. Just, I mean that it just runs the gamut of the stuff I'm seeing online. It's not like oh, it's not like Red Ring. It's like. It's just every possible thing you can imagine going wrong with this thing. So why are those creative issues? They're creative in that they're unique. You mean? And that they're yeah, they're all they're all different. Like, sure. Uh, obviously, uh, we got sent that video from Crobcat a bunch of times, uh, uh, where there admit lots of technical issues and just like the screen not working, the game stopped working. The super high pitched beep is the super I think my favorite. Beep. Just yeah. the, like the fire alarm. Like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and his blood. So, yeah, go ahead, blood. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're referencing what I said on Twitter. Yeah, which was great. Yeah, you said because it, it's like you can get 50 people yeah. to make videos of defects. Yes. And that sounds like a lot. But out of 300,000. Three or four million switches. Yeah. That is like yeah. less than. One percent. That's business. Sure. That's technology. That's just like, how right. things work. So it's you know, it's really it's one of those things where you're really at the mercy mercy of the company to comment on how much of a failure rate they have. Right. You know, it's like unless you know that half your friends have broken switches, then there's not really any reason to like call an alarm. Apparently, Dual Shockers updated their score from nine point five to ten after the patch. Whoa. Because it fixed frame rate. That's the, you prove it. You're using Dual Shockers review change. I mean, I did a half-assed prove it. So if he gives I mean, me a half-assed answer, I saw the Digital Foundry <laughs> test after the patch, and there uh-huh. were still frame rate dips on the console. There are definitely yeah, still yeah. frame rate dips. It is dips not on fixed no. <laughs> on the console on the handheld part of it. So because the handheld's perfect, Digital or sorry, uh, Dual Shockers says so. that's a ten. 
I'm not dual chargers. All right. Well, they're not wrong, I guess. Uh, but uh, as we said, those are isolated incidents. The things that I do want to talk about are this pops up a lot. The weird, the straps, the straps that you connect to the Joy Cons. This is simply kind of dumb in that they're very easy to put on wrong. <laughs> Lastly, it says based on several reviews. Based what? The day one patch. Wait. They based it on other people's reviews rather than their own this testing? Is, no, this is... Uh, oh, no. This is you a were... tech site. Based on several reviews, it seems the Breath of the Wild Day 1 patch update also improves the game performance on Switch. Website DualShockers even updated its review from 9.5 so to you're, What source are we looking at now? What is this tech site? Uh, WC Tech? Huber. Yeah, your sources <laughs> This is, I don't know, shaky. dude. They we're shaky here. All right. I think we got a bail on that All one right. and said we have no idea what the patch did. Alright. I mean, I mean, it could have... corrections music. It could have improved things, but it might have just improved it to the point where we, yeah. we still see mainly, the difference. Everyone is mainly citing Dual Shockers. Oh Reddit thread about it. Uh-huh. Zelda update fixes a lot of frame rate issues on Reddit, Nintendo Reddit. Mm. Okay. Dual Shockers updated their score. Oh, yeah, you, like, you can't... Dual Shockers is not the one. That we okay. can, I don't know if... That's all I can give you. Okay. There are plenty of problems still, though. What's the point? You know, yes. I haven't seen Nintendo really change a game dramatically with a performance up- update, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we can count on them to do it in the future. Is what I mean. Yeah. Historically, that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, what, 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 what to them? What did they do wrong? I mean, they have you know the, but, amazing but, scores across yeah. the board. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Best selling consoles. Like they definitely what? know that there's frame rate issues. I mean, I even okay. Here's my here's my goal. I went to the GDC session on Zelda. Nice. And they were actually they were talking about. Um, you know, when Onuma sent them the email, like, this is going to be a Switch launch game. And, when was that? Huh? Did they say when that was? Uh, I didn't take note of the date. Okay. Um, but, uh, anyways, so, but they were saying that, you know, at first it was like, oh my gosh, this is a huge project. But they said that uh, as soon as they got it running on the Switch, that it was like, actually performing a lot better than they initially expected you know to like not have it optimized or anything it's like oh the frame rates are already equal to or better than what's running on the wii u currently mm-hmm. uh, so they've been aware of frame rate and they've been optimizing things as they went along they just you know didn't didn't get it all the way there okay maybe they'll have a patch i think it can yeah. get there okay maybe we'll get there patch it up uh future baby sure patches Oh, and the scratches on the screen. Should we talk about that? Where if you I don't sign it know in how that happens times? unless there's like a defect in the dock mold. It yeah. is weird that there's nothing in the dock. Like yeah. on, the, on the screen side in the dock, it's plastic. Yeah, like that's a that's Maybe a little foam there would have been just a little just a little. But fuzz, I think like. even the little spots that hold it in place are like not actually the screen. They're like the that border of the screen. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Like, there's nothing in my dock that would scratch the screen. So that's why I'm thinking, like, there's, like, something wrong with, like, a plastic mold injection or something. Of those that do have scratches. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> that is, I mean, we're doing that because we heard about you screen know, scratches. Yeah, just kind of tap it in there and Which is not, up. but that's not how they show it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they Everyone's show like, the switch, they're <laughs> slamming it, slamming it. <laughs> if, you, if you do it like that, you'll probably get scratches on your screen, which I think is a bad thing. That's worth yeah. saying, nah, bad job. Uh, but I mean, I guess we'll see as we go on. So it's cool. It was a good launch for the Switch. Good things happened. Bad things happened. Let's rate it. Let's rate the Switch launch, the Switch hardware. Oh my gosh. Just say good job, Nintendo, or bad job, Nintendo. Oh, okay. not, not, uh. Nothing too serious. Good job, Nintendo. Yeah, why? good job, Nintendo. Good job, Nintendo. But uh, I need a why. Why, Huber? Uh, a must have launch game. 
Okay. And a tech that has me excited. All right. I'm excited about the, the portability of it, which I never thought I would be. Bloodworth? The public is excited. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I yeah. mean the thing I, sold out. There, people aren't confused as to what's the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so important. Like, blood, the, yeah. like people got it. <laughs> and people are excited for it. And, <laughs> you know, launch is sold out. It's going to sell out for the next few shipments. And then, you know, there, there will be, you know, probably more spikes as more games come out. You know, when Mario Kart comes out, it's going to sell a ton because there's a ton of people that never got a Wii U. Yeah. I, I'm many, really many curious people. to see how fast the Switch catches up to Wii U lifetime sales. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'd be really interesting to see uh, next year if we just get this flood of Wii U games. When they see how, how good Mario Kart does. Yeah. Like, whoa. Barring barring a delay, oh, Odyssey? start with Zelda in the year and end it with Mario. It's a good year for yeah. Yes, and so they actually that's, get the, that's, the, that's the frustrating thing is we're gonna complain all year about the lack of software. You know what do they bring at E three? Whether that was just disappointing or not, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna be right back. <laughs> you know, same podcast a couple months from now. Tie on Mario. We're gonna be glowing. It's gonna be huge, one of the crazy highest reviews. reviewed games of all time. Yeah. Mario Odyssey. <laughs> sure. Should we wrap the conversation? Will Will Mario Odyssey break ninety as well? Yes. It feels like it because in awesome. a lot of ways people wanted the Zelda games to return to the roots, you know, uh-huh. and like they openly said when they announced it, they're like, this is one of those Mario 64 Mario games. And it's like, oh, did yeah. Nintendo just say that? Yeah. I thought Nintendo sh- wasn't allowed to say that. Mm-hmm. And say, and because say it, you, you, you kind of just threw all of the Wii U Super Mario Brothers games under the bus. Like yeah. you literally just said, we, ne- we didn't do this last gen. Mm-hmm. We, just, we skipped it. Yeah. And that blew my mind that they they admitted that. Like, wow. I And I honestly, I think as soon as the Pokemon sales die off, we're getting that Pokemon Stars announcement. Yes. That, that's before the end of the year. E3. Mm-hmm. Charizard reveal. Charizard's in the yeah, game, man. Like, no, I mean, he's going to reveal the Pokemon Stars. They always have Charizard. Yeah. It's true. Charizard's <laughs> coming out. He was in the Pokemon flames. Go reveal. I don't, yeah, I, you always got to have Charizard. I really don't think they'll do it as early as E3. It could happen. But, I'd like, I, but I think before the year is up, we will he- at least hear about the game if yeah. it's not out before Christmas. E3, high stakes for Nintendo. They gotta lay it out. No. They gotta lay some games no. out. Baby. No. It's not as not. much. They had way more high stakes last year. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. just showed Zelda. One game. Yeah. Like, they show they got it. They're like, we get what but E3 is I mean, is they about. can really this. establish oh, yeah. their foothold, mm-hmm. you know, if they come out with a, a strong showing at E3. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, good job, Nintendo, is what we're leaving job, with. Nintendo. Games that broke 90s, we're talking about that. Let's talk about a bunch of games that never break the 90s. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, Games with Gold versus PlayStation Plus. Oh, okay. Games with Gold for the munch of, month of March and the munch of March. I uh, also said munch. What? I said munch during Cup of Jones. Yeah. I tried to say the month of March, and I said munch. <laughs> it's so, it's a, if you just combine those words, it's munch. Yeah, the munch of Marth. Yeah. You gave it to yourself, though. You gave it to no, Bloodworth. I gave it to you. You, you just gave said it to Bloodworth. You just said Munch. He said Munch of March, and then you gave it. You gave the rim shot to Bloodworth. You said Munch of March and kicked off the whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Or I'll give you another one. For Games with Gold, for the month of March, we have Layers of Fear, an Xbox mm. One game. Yeah. Never played the full one. Never played the full game. Because we yeah. played it in early access, right? Uh, right. Yeah. So that's a horror game. And first person, that right? Xbox? What's up? Who, who's got that Xbox? Xbox One. Okay. Games Play with it. Gold. Get it, yeah. play it, turn yeah. the lights off. Very unique horror game. And it's first person, would you call it an adventure game maybe? It's kind of about like picking up yeah, items and exploring? Exploration, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
Evolve Ultimate Edition. Cool. Evolve. Hubert, you raise your eyebrows for Evolve? Evolve? I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> 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 All Obi-Wan Kenobi about Evolve. That's cool. It's a little shot in the arm yes. for the game. Yeah. yeah. Sorry? Evolve. Probably, yeah, a little shot in the arm for the game. A little shot in the arm, I'm sure perhaps. there's a lot of people that, like, didn't get it and, like, were curious about it. Yeah. Play yeah. some rounds. Sure, play, I wish play some rounds. succeeded. Yeah. It's not from lack of trying. Yeah. They put it I think it made an mm. impact. I think it affected the industry. Um, in what way, may, Maybe it closed Whoa. Lionhead Studios, but I mean... <laughs> Wait, what? Lionhead? What are you talking about? Because they were doing Fable Legends yeah. and saw the sales of Evolve. Oh, and they're like, how about... Because there's that 4v1 multiplayer. I get what you know, you're trend sure. happening now. But uh, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, people like uh, just different AAA publishers kind of looked at their brands and realized, like, can we do this? Can we? Is this something we can explore? This new genre? Because it might be something people are crazy excited about. And, and they were. Oh, no. Nope. Okay. Got it. Uh, Borderlands 2 for Xbox 360, uh, which you can also play on your Xbox One. Right on. Okay. I have to note, as, as is a new rule, I have to note that that was a PlayStation Plus game in 2013. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That makes sense. It's extra research. 2013. Hey. Yes. It was a while ago. Oh, and three, they, at GDC, was it? Yeah, they, Pitchford showed uh, some screenshots. Some screenshots in the t- of the tech demo type thing. Okay. So I'm wondering, uh, that's pretty... Tied in? Pretty pretty good timing there. Okay. I don't know. Conspiracy theory. Sleuthing. I don't like that sleuthing. I'm going to say completely coincidental. All right. We'll see. <laughs> what did you think of the screenshots? Fine. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, all right, you got a desert environment. How we many numbers it. are on the screen? So what do you mean? Yeah. Oh, no, zero oh, numbers. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, I got you. There's a character with her face hidden. And then finally, another 360 game called Heavy Weapon, which is hard for me to understand what it was. It's a side-scrolling shoot-em-up where you're a tank, mm-hmm. and you just kind of shoot up as the tank and, and across. Uh, that was like an 360 arcade game. You can also play it on Xbox One. That's it. For PlayStation Plus, we have Disc Jam, which I've not played yet. But, uh, and there's not a lot of reviews for it yet because I think it just went live today. Uh, it's a game where, it, what's the, what, Windjammers? Windjammers. Yes. Dis- Disjam is like Windjammers. What? Yeah. So that's, yeah. People were, were asking for that to be for us to stream, stream it or tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Play that, Kyle. Uh, it's like a, it's like Windjammers, not from the top, but I think you have a third person uh, oh, perspective. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's an online multiplayer game. Cool. Mm. Yeah. We'll, I- we will play some Disjam. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Tear Away Unfolded. Nice. Ooh, yes. Great pickup. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Pickup. I love to run. That's that's a really good, it's a perfect, you know, uh, choice for stuff like this. Yes. You know, for that free game because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you know, if you hadn't, like, of course, here it is. This yes. is it. Delightful. I'm playing that game right now. Mm-hmm. Delightful little gem. It's gonna ask you to plug in a microphone. I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> do, recommend do everything it wants. Yeah. Do everything yes. it asks. <laughs> <laughs> Except I didn't want my face in the sun, so I was like, no, I'm okay. Oh, that I'm camera's right. good. I don't want that. I wouldn't want your face in my sun either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't feel right. Undernight in birth. Does anyone know what Undernight in birth is? It's a fighting game. Yes, Bloodworth. Yes. It is. You knew about that? Whoa. Uh-huh. So it's a 2D fighting game. Uh, the art is kind of like uh, Blaze Blue, right? It's it's it, like hand drawn 2D fighting game. Bloodworth knew it. Wow, yeah, professional. And I was looking up the reviews are not bad for it. They're pretty good. Wow, yeah. Ben's probably playing it right now. He's playing some <laughs> Undernight in Birth, Earth Defense Force 2025. Oh, Ben's actually playing that. Uh, both of those are <laughs> PS3 games, by the way. Only they will not play right. on your PS4. Mm. Uh, now we're end into our Vita section. We have Lumo. Which actually is cross-buy on PS4. This is, uh, I guess I'd call it an action platformer. It's a weird isometric perspective. You're a little wizard boy. Right. And you're doing hardcore platforming. Right. They made a big deal about bringing back uh, the isometric. Yeah. Bringing it back? 
Yeah. Lumo did. They said, we're bringing it back. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't say, we're bringing back isometric. <laughs> Who do you think you are saying, we're bringing it back? <laughs> Is that what, what do you mean, blood? What do you mean? What do they say? They're bringing it back to the franchise or bringing it back to the public? Like, Justin isometric? Timberlake Justin Timberlake can say, I'm bringing sexy back. <laughs> yeah. Lumo cannot say, I'm bringing isometric back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, bold statement, Lumo. Get in the back row of Pillars of Eternity. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, uh, also on Vita, severed. Oh, rape! Another, Man. another. Okay, perfect That's like uh, one of category. Most recent yeah. must-have Vita games. It's must-have of the year of, v- yeah, of the well, year of 2016. Yeah, these not Vita games. Uh, so, Games with Gold versus PlayStation Plus. Who wins the month? You want me to go over them one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so on Games with Gold for Xbox One, Layers of Fear and Evolve Ultimate Edition. For 360, Borderlands 2, Heavy Weapon. Keep in mind, both of those are playable on your Xbox One. For PlayStation Plus, on PS4, you have Disc Jam and Tearaway Unfolded. On PS3, you have Undernight Inbirth and Earth Defense Force. On Vita, you have Lumo and Severed. Keep in mind, only Lumo playable on your PlayStation 4. PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, uh, by a nose. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, Just because each of those different categories has a game I'm really excited about. Earth Defense Force Jones is that, yeah. like what you say, like the perfect free game, the perfect yeah. PlayStation oh, yeah. Plus type yeah, yeah. game. The, the type of game that you do not regret however much time you put into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. 10 minutes, it, 10 hours, great. Evolve and Borderlands are both so dependent on like having a group. That. Yeah. So, I mean, like since it's free, yeah, maybe, but like how many of your friends are, are going to be like, oh, I'm over that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know that I say I hate Metacritic, but secretly love it, and I hate the open critic things like that. Uh, if you compare the scores, it's not even close. So that's a PlayStation Plus month. It didn't. Borderlands Two got a remaster, or am I? Was that another? No, it they did. got like a big. That had some bundles. Jack collection. This is simply was two included in that, or was just that just the first Borderlands? It was. Yeah, Borderlands Two is in the handsome Jack collection. Yeah, okay. two pre sequel and like a giant pile of deals. This oh, is the right. 360 version. Uh, okay, but you can also. So play that's it. a little weird. It's not like the remaster. Yeah. For sure. All right. Okay. A rare win for PlayStation Plus. Actually, two. It's now two to one. Ooh. PlayStation Plus has won two months out of this year. Uh, That's weird. Uh, Before we move on, I actually wanted to talk about this. I wanted to talk about the PlayStation Vita, and I wanted to talk about the PlayStation 3 being components of PlayStation Plus. For the Xbox One, it totally makes sense. Hey, you can play those 360 games on the Xbox yeah. One. Uh, we have two PlayStation 3 games that are stuck on the PlayStation 3, a console that came out in 2006. It's 11 years ago. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I want to, I want to ask the panel, when you think they're going to stop supporting the PlayStation 3 and stop supporting the Vita with their PlayStation Plus games? I'm depressed my PlayStation 3 broke. It makes me very sad because it, it plays PS2 games. Yes. And mm. that... It's a bummer. <laughs> I stream on my PS3 all the time. I, I really want to like time. buy one. Go out and buy that big old chunk OG launch PS3. Yes, because PS2 games. Mine rule. could use a little bit of a repair. The uh, Ethernet port isn't doing too well. You're dodging my question, panel. When should they kill the support for the PS3? This now, year, yeah, probably yeah. this year. It's yeah. now, right? Yeah. They should say we're not supporting that anymore. Yeah. They should say, "Hey, you had six years of Vita games. We're done. <laughs> you got everything we could have done for that thing." Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me because I think a uh, common thing is just like, yeah, like how Sony supports the Vita. The Vita's old. Yeah, Vita came cool. out in 2011. Yeah, and I kind of think they've done everything. Like, I realized there were many years where they didn't support it as they did. Uh, there were many promises made for the Vita that weren't kept up, but. 
I do think at this point they're not obligated to. And so the, what I really wanted to ask the panel is how long do you think a console manufacturer is responsible? What is right for supporting a console? Because we had the Wii U that came out in 2012 that is officially dead. Just yeah. done. No more support. Is that okay? Was that enough time? Um, I mean, if there's no, like, support from the player base or consumers... I mean, I don't know what you sure. mean by support, because, I mean, they are still releasing Software, downloadable games. Yeah. Uh, for Wii U, no more hard... No more discs will ever be made from Nintendo for that console. True. And I think that's why we can call it dead. I With think the they stopped game? manufacturing the consoles. Yeah, well, they, yeah, I don't think they've announced it, but I think that's heavily rumored that they just stopped manufacturing the consoles. No more Wii U's will be sold. Well, made. Sorry, Huber? Was Zelda the last game for... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Good way to end it. Yeah. Good way to end it. Fitting end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is that okay? Yeah, is- because uh, I would rather them, you know, put their resources and time and energy into their new console, the Switch. Yeah. You know? I guess the problem is, not everybody bought a Wii U in 2012. A lot of people could have bought one in 2014. Mm-hmm. And had basically two and a half years of support. Mm-hmm. I would say 2016 is a pretty much a wash. For the Wii yeah. U. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Star Fox and what happened in the fall? There was a game, wasn't there? No, because they did the NES Classic. Oh, Color Splash. Like, rough year. Rough year 2016 Mario for Maker. the Wii U. Uh, that was 2015. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Bayonetta 2015, right? Mm, 2014 for Bayonetta 2. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, Wii U... I, I think Wii U is an example of you didn't support that well enough. I think you bailed on the Wii U. Yeah, but it kind of had to because there was. I mean, you, you what? You're gonna dump all those development resources into games that, like the whole. The, if, if you sold to the entire console base, yeah, like you would be doing as well as games on the other platforms, and you're not gonna do that. Yeah. So as we said earlier, it was probably the right call to delay Zelda off of the Wii U. Yeah. I mean, it's still on the Wii U, but to delay it until it's a Switch title. It's probably the right business decision. And it's entirely marketed for the Switch. Yeah. Do you think, though, that people who bought it uh, have the right to feel burned? Um, At what point do you have the right to feel burned? But, I mean... It still functions. You can still buy those games. Yeah. Like it just, you you're not going to con- uh, get continued support, but if you're that late in a console's life cycle, mm-hmm. what are your expectations anyway? Like, yeah. Do you, 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 do you buy a console four years after it comes out and being like, this better be the year that I get a bunch of new stuff on this? Or do you, oh, I can play Tropical Freeze now. Oh, I can play Pikmin 3. I can go back and, and check stuff out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, right, we use a special case. With the PS4, with the Xbox One, you buy that in fourth year, yeah, you're expecting it to be great. You're expecting that fourth year to be one of its best years. Sure. In those two consoles' cases, they probably will be. Right. Uh, but because of that, I don't think it's mean that they're shutting off support for the Wii U now. Yeah. I think that's actually like... And so I want to look back at the PS3 and Vita. I think they can go ahead and shut off support for those. I think you can go ahead and pull the plug on those two things. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Vita is a weird case because it's pretty clear that it didn't do anywhere near the numbers that Sony would want it to have. It didn't give them a real, like, you know, other than Japan, it didn't give them a real foothold in a handheld market. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, very unlikely that's going to get a successor. Right. Like, the PS3 is Despite like, okay, patents. yeah, that's that's old news. Get the cheap, slim PS4, you know, keep up with the times. But Vita is like, this is this is it. Like, when those last few Japanese developers stop putting stuff out on it, then... Blood, they're, they're handing out two Vita games a month. Yeah. 
they're still they're still supporting it. You know, it's it's weird. I mean, obviously the those aren't necessarily two new Vita games a month, but uh, I think they can easily say, hey, we're PS Plus is going to only be PS4 games going forward, and very few people will be mad, and that the games would be better on PS mm-hmm. Plus. You'd be able to offer better games. Are they still adding um, uh, PS2 to PS4 games and those those classic games? Very rarely, Hubert. They still roll around from time to time. Okay, because the Vita is very good for those. So as long as those are still being put out, mm-hmm. I think there is a, some value in, in still having a Vita. Yeah. You know, and, when they put like a GTA 3 or something on there and you... And I think, honestly, I think the reason is they're finding people are still playing games on Vitas. Yeah. I think they have metrics we don't have, and they're saying, Kyle, we're doing fine, bud. We're going to keep putting PlayStation Plus games on the Vita. Sorry, bro. And it's yeah. like, fine. Because, like, what All was right. it? PSX, where Geo came out with the Vita, and, like, everyone cheered? Yes. Yeah. There's, like, a passionate oh, fan Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, walks, actually, absolutely. Geo Corsi walks around yeah. during PSX handing out Vita games to people. <laughs> Sony still loves the Vita. It's like hey, you can let it go. You can you can totally stop loving the Vita as much as you do. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's very very crazy. What? No, I just agree. Oh. Mm. Mm. You're making grunts. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Look. Sounds like it's podcast halftime. It's a new month. Mm-hmm. It's a new era. Whoa. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of March. Michael Kozachenko, who you can find at Misha Koz. Mango, iKeyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 70, 75% off of the dealership's prices. Almost had it. If you type an offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. At Hogue Law, they're not just attorneys, they're entrepreneurs with more than a decade of experience representing software, hardware, and game developers, and we're developers themselves. They are proud to support the allies, so check them out at www.hoguelaw.com. Steve Lichman. Life's tough when you're a lich, and Steve's is no different. Join Steven and his monster friends for their everyday lives down in the dungeon, battling handsome heroes, muscular magicians, and deep depression. Books one and two are available for pre-order for a limited time only. Check out the 90-page preview free at stevelichman.com. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Hogla. Hogla. I gotta get oh, that one on the site still. Hogla. Uh, H-O-E-G-L-A-W.com. Hogla. Yes. That's worth spelling out. What a unique sponsor. Yeah. So they represent people in the biz, in the in the software. Well, they don't represent anybody. They're they're business oh, okay. law firm, but specifically, you know, they there are they're gamers amongst them, and they uh-huh. have actually they made a couple mobile games. Nice. Oh. And uh, we should say we've got a slot open. Right oh, now, slots open. You would like to be a sponsor? Okay. You will be. You will be a sponsor for the month of April because the charge will not go through until the beginning of April. If I made a video game and I see it on the 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 app store, yeah, and it, I didn't upload it, I go to Hogue Law and say, "Hey, I got I got a problem. Is that what, is that like what I would do? I don't know. 
Okay. I can't speak on behalf of a law firm. I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> sure. Can't hurt to visit the website, though. Can't yeah. hurt to... All right. Okay. Okay. I got you, Jones. It is now time for Love and Respect. Love, love and respect. respect. I've never had more attention from Sophie. She's so curious about what was going on there. <laughs> Staring me down. Sophie, it's just Rufus. Do you know where Rufus comes from? Okay, now go find the maker. Go find the artist, yeah. Sophie. <gasps> she has a scent. Okay. So, let's start. Ooh, you know what? I'm feeling this one. This one I, I, I felt also personally, and I want to start with this one. This comes to us from Colin Cooper. Hello, allies. Query. I'm a huge consumer of games media, possibly even more than I am a consumer of actual games. <laughs> I love watching people talk shop about games, specifically EZA, but I have a problem with the way games media or perhaps publishers slash developers have stepped up the zeitgeist of games. One of Huber's favorite <laughs> that words. That word yeah. only exists because of these guys. Oh my gosh. Because of this, I have games FOMO, fear of missing out. Yep. Not fear of missing out on the game, but fear of missing out on the conversation. I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now and loving it. I loved your review. I loved hearing more about it on Frame Trap. But now, a week later, I'm not even halfway done and avoiding spoilers still. And the world has moved on. Now it's Zelda everyone is talking about. And I don't even have a Switch yet. So, by the time I want to hear all about what people thought about the story with spoilers of Horizon, we'll be on to pray or God knows what. Then I'll play <laughs> Zelda and I'll be in the same boat. Cast away at sea, alone with no one to listen to at the moment about the game I want to hear about. Is this just the way now? A game gets talked about for months before it comes out, and then a week tops after and we move on? Maybe there are too many games? Maybe that last thing I said was crazy. Just curious on your thoughts. Thanks. I feel you. I would say it depends on who you're talking about. Because you say everyone's not talking about it anymore. I'm sure somebody's talking about Horizon right now. It's just like your favorite outlets are not talking about it. I yeah. just want to be specific there. Sure. I'm figure out who we're focusing on. Right. As a consumer of games media. Well, it's no, I mean, like the big, like, I can't imagine an IGN or a GameSpot or, uh, you know, Polygon even really talking about Horizon anymore. Like, it's done. Polygon's actually very good about that. I can't remember if it was Polygon or Kotaku that took the stand that they're like, we're not gonna Kotaku definitely do the Zeitgeist angle. Was think, it Kotaku? It was yeah. Kotaku. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We're more interested in after launch. Yeah. Kind of like, what happens now? And they're actually like, very good about that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Somebody's got to do it. It's a great stance to take. Yeah. They came out with a great article about Watch Dogs 2. They like patched Watch Dogs 2, like patched something in. That game's been out for three or four months now. And I was like, good. You know, I haven't finished Watch Dogs 2. This makes me feel like I fully haven't missed the boat yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're still doing. Uh, you and know, some of yeah, the boats, I mean, really don't set sail until after a lot of us stop talking about it. You know, Rainbow Six Siege, big community going on there. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, it's like there are people super dedicated to that. I know they put a lot of resources into that. And uh, people really respect what uh, Ubisoft has done with that game. It's just like. It's it's not my kind of game. I'm not really into that scene, and you know, but I I respect what what I've heard. Yeah. So, uh, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, the Yakuza Zero ship it's gone is docked. It's never leaving. Oh, <laughs> got it. Okay, ever. 
It's like a cruise ship yes. that you can rent out for parties. Yeah. It's staying there. Anytime, baby. Yeah. I love I love that I got the script for the last community <laughs> comments that we did for January, and mm-hmm. I'm just I scroll through, I'm like, Final Fantasy 15, 15. There it is. <laughs> like, somebody's gotta mention it. Is it really Doc's Uber? <laughs> Tell me something about Yakuza Zero right now. Keep it alive. What Keep the conversation Huber has alive. Been talking about constantly. What do you? This Tell me actually, this is Keep perfect. X alive. Did you yeah. just ask Huber that? Are you serious? Yes. Keep it alive this right is perfect now. for this question, actually. Okay. Because I am the same way with missing the zeitgeist. Yes. I want to be part of the conversation, and mm-hmm. that's why I always when, when people when I come to the allies and I and I'm talking about TV and movies and everything, and they're like, "Dude, play Neo." Like, what's up? The reason I'm always caught up on TV and movies. Is because it's so much easier to stay above water. You watch like one sure. episode a week. You're in it. You're good. It's an hour. You sit down. You stand up. You're caught up. You're caught up. You just watch. Yeah, obviously. You, yeah. So what? So Yakuza 0 uh-huh. came out this year. Yes. And I had other games. I had Neo out yeah. and Gravity Rush 2 yeah. and Kingdom Hearts even. Yeah. I caught up on the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise. Still have not touched 2.8. Have not touched 2.8. Yes. Yakuza 0 completely changed the way I can cons- I consume games because <laughs> wow. Going through this game, I had the urge to critical path it, to just yeah. get through, uh-huh. do the main story, which yeah. I which I usually What I did her- for Horizon yeah, we'll get there, but I had the same you, issue. Didn't you get that urge from Deus Ex changing how you played yes. games? Yes, so it's this, it's this, it's another step. It's another step <laughs> on top of that. Yes. So, so now... Phase two. So phase two. So Yakuza 0 comes, and I just get caught up in all these side quests. Not get, like, playing for three hours and not getting one main thing done. Staring at all my backlogged games, and I was, I was okay with it. I was liberated. I was fine. Are you ever going to play Neo? Yes. You are going to play Neo. I will get to it. And it's Can like, I tell you I don't believe you? you got to believe me. I don't. I swear. There's so many other games. There it's, are. We're going to move on. There are so many other games. I think April is looking a little yeah, quiet. We will get to those. We will get to those months where it's not like five must-play games come out. Mm-hmm. And that is when I will catch up. It's like I have an order to these things and I will get to them when I get to them. Mass Effect is late March. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to get there. Okay. It's going to be tough. But still, my my point being is that I didn't want to sacrifice the incredible masterpiece that is Yakuza 0. I didn't want to compromise it Mm -hmm. and skip all of these side stories because some of them are extremely emotional. I didn't want to skip them and, and cheat myself. Just to get to another game, because then I'm, then I'm not going to enjoy either game. But don't you feel, Huber, that you'll never have someone to have a conversation with about this game? No, because I have all you guys, so I'm kind of in. Wow, must be nice. Yeah, must be yeah. nice. <laughs> like, Neo, I, I, actually, I was actually talking to Ben and, yeah. and, uh, and Ian, yeah. because they've been pushing me so hard to play Neo. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, when I get to it now, you know, what, you're out of it because it's been, it's been out for Which so long. Which is Cooper's problem. You've come and gone. Yes. But I can still come to... So I feel like Easy Allies, you know, we're yeah. always talking about... Well, this makes me feel good putting games. up my Pokemon Sun review like four months yeah. late. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, someone's going to appreciate that, actually. Yeah. I guess. I think, the, um, I think the ship has sailed on Pokemon Sun and Moon Jones. Well, we got the Stars announcement coming soon, so like, <laughs> it's, people are going to... Oh, yeah, how was that Pokemon? I think it's probably actually it, selling really well it still. It's just, it's tough. There's so many games, but, I, you know, I, I feel like if, if you 
if you rush through something you're enjoying, yeah. you're gonna you're not gonna get as much out of it. Mm. And it's like that's that's not good. But I think you can pick and choose. Like I, I think yeah. I think pick and choose your battles because at the end of that, you know, they said that. Uh, is this is this where we're at? Am I always going to be like this? And I think like look at the year of gaming and really try to pick less than five. Like you can count on one hand of like games like I'm going to attack this like this and and don't necessarily look at it because you're excited about it because then you're putting all of the responsibility on the publisher to to put it out at time for it to work as well as it should at launch. Like like for me like Horizon is a great example because I got that super early. So I was like yeah. here we go. I'm dropping everything and I'm focusing on this game. Whereas like Ghost Recon I got like four days before launch and like I don't know if I'm going to review this you know because it's just a bad time right now so understand that the majority of your gaming experiences are going to be like that. it's going to take a while you're, you're not going to finish it until like yeah you're, the major publishers are moving on from the conversation but the opportunity will come up where you'll have a game like an inside that yeah everyone's talking about and you can beat it in a day you know and like right. so or, you can but if you it's, can I, think, I think it's a double whammy that we've got this Q1 because it's like not yeah. only are all these relentless great games coming out Huge. about the same time so near long. coming out this week like what the heck crazy oh yes but so like the majority of them are like super long games so long Yakuza long. and Horizon and Zelda hours. and even near and even, even Neo a decent Halo game came out to like little fanfare Right. Like, oh, Halo Wars Two, you're talking about Jones. I yeah. love that you said pick your battles. That that helps me clear my mind a little bit. It's like when I was playing Yakuza Zero, I had my eye on the future <laughs> of Zelda. I'm like, I gotta yeah. beat this before Zelda comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm in on the zeitgeist. That is a day one. Drop everything for that. So picking your battles, I think, yeah. is the no, 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 best for sure. advice you I mean, can I've, ever give. Yeah, because of just life circumstances for mm-hmm. me. I mean, I've been gone forever, so it's like, I, like I started, like I had one night with Resident Evil Seven, and it's like. Haven't got to go back to it, even though I know, like you guys, just finished that thing in like one sitting. That ship is docked. I just not going anywhere, bud. I'm not as optimistic as the panel. I would say to Colin, this is how it is now. I'm going to say the podcasts you listen to, even Easy Allies podcasts, they're going to move on. Mm-hmm. No, frame it trap sucks. doesn't. I like I like the beginning of frame trap because we can bring up old old games. Yeah, you know, frame trap's cool um, in that way. And you also have people like Angry Joe who takes his time. You know, like mm-hmm. some things are right on right on it because he was involved at that company, and some games are like, yeah, he, he takes a week or two. Mm-hmm. You know, to really get into it and put up a good video. So, which is good, I think. I it bums me out when a game lives and dies in one week. Because yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, there's that doesn't people spend years on yeah, every I'm, single yeah, one yeah, of yeah, these. Yeah. I'm worried about Horizon already. Just, well, I mean, that's the thing though. Yeah. Like Horizon, like it's not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily bad timing, but in terms of the conversation, it's like, yeah, Horizon is out, and now we're launching a console. And, you know, it's like the, the, yeah. the magnitude is just so extreme. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, all the stuff at GDC, you know, GDC was definitely on the back burner in terms of conversation pieces, you know. We had a console launch. Yeah. We had a Nintendo console launch. We left GDC early. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Oh, what a time. Uh, I guess... I don't know. advice, man. Pick your battles. Yeah. Yeah. I think there really are too many games. Yep. I think there are too many games. There there are people in chat that have, like, proposed, like, we need a backlog year. Yes. (laughs) That was our Q&A. I think that was our Q&A, actually. (laughs) And I would love a a backlog year. Sorry, I I don't mean there are actually too many games. Yeah, I think there are too many good games. I think there are too many many great games. games. Mafia 3 is a great example. Mafia 3 is a game I was like, ooh, Mafia 3, I'd love love the Bayou. You know, like, this looks like an interesting story. I love that time period. I'm sure Mm -hmm. the music is really great in this. It looks really gory and whatnot. And a bunch of people are just like, like, oh, okay. So, like, 
I don't feel bad skipping that game. I feel bad skipping everything that came out in 2017. There's nothing that came out in 2017 that, like, I'm passing because I'm not interested. I'm passing because there's just no way it's happening. I feel like a better example even for you, Jones, is Watch Dogs 2. Oh like, yeah, I would. A, I, if you if I had Mafia Three and Watch Dogs yeah. Two, Watch Dogs Two, of course, there's and, no question. And, and Watch Dogs Two is just <laughs> swept under the rug, kind of thing. It it's absolutely got swept. Got under. buried. Yeah, there's no room for it on a podcast. You put that on your thumbnail, nobody's clicking. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, I guess that's what it kind of like. What I like about the thumbnail for this show is that it's, it's never anything. Yeah. Because yeah, just uh, it's same independent old, same old. of. Yeah, but uh. It's kind of that thing, though. If you want to run a podcast, if you want to be part of the games media that uh, Connor, yep, Colin, uh, is consuming, uh, you kind of have to be on top of the new thing that week. And that's, it's just, that is the dumb deal. That's why I make that stupid rule. It's kind of funny because it's like uh, on Frame Trap this week, you know, none of us had gotten that far into Zelda, you Mm -hmm. know, and we also are aware that like most people haven't gotten that far into Zelda either. So it's like, you know, let's just talk about our general first impressions. You know, but it's like it's like you can't please everybody. So it's like there are people that are just like upset that we didn't deep dive into Zelda yet. It's like how? Yeah. How could we do that? You just haven't deep dived yet. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Colin, I hear you. I don't have a good answer. Panel does, but I think they got soft answers. I'll be frank. I don't the think soft th- answers. Yeah, I don't think you have a solution to Colin. Oh no, we don't yeah. have a solution. The yeah. solution yeah. is pick your battles. That's baby. not a solution. Yeah. Colin is picking his battles. Well, it's He's- about expectations. That's a, uh, that's a way you can possibly temper those. Because yeah. unless unless you do that, you're just sad all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> because they I will say that there will always be some amazing game that is launched is playable that you are not playing and cannot play. Neo, mm-hmm. Neo. Yeah. I've lost sleep over not playing Neo. <laughs> I believe you. I'm not even kidding. I've laid in bed. I'm like, how oh, have I not started Neo yet? Uh, how have you not started? Huber, you're never starting that game. I'm gonna beat, dude. No one thinks I'm gonna beat it. I'm yeah. Gonna beat Neo. Rub that completion trophy in your face, Kyle. I almost. Huber, I think. I think. I think after Persona Five, Huber will get the Neo. Persona oh, Persona Five! five you said dude. nothing happens in April. We forgot God. about Persona Five. <laughs> pick your battles, Persona Five. Pick it. That's one. That's one you gotta pick. You gotta pick that one. My goodness. Okay. 2017 going down in history. I we're friendships will be lost over this goatee discussion, man. Like it's <laughs> oh my god, Red Dead, Red Dead. I don't care how good Zelda or Persona Five is, man. Oh, I, at, at this point, mm-hmm. I kind of I don't I don't want that in my goatee this year. Perfect. I I, can't, I don't want to be that lone guy in the corner against a bunch of Zelda fans with my cowboy hat on, being like yeah Perfect. yeah. But the, look at that horizon. Like, come on. Perfect segue. Oh, looks so good. Brandon Jones, you uh, you tossed it up for me. Mm. What? Is Shenmue 3 coming out this year? No. I haven't talked to you guys in a okay. while about sure, sure, Shenmue. Sure, sure, I, sure, I sure. want to g- gauge where you're at with it. Are you in the same place? Are you excited? Very excited. Are you concerned we haven't seen anything still? No. Where are you guys no. at? I, I'm, I'm, I am excited to see gameplay. Uh, from, from what I've seen them do with the engine, like, yeah, my, my, my interest has peaked. Not, not because I'm going to play it. I'm just excited to see... Um, and not because it's not going to be a great game. I just I'm not. In, I don't know the story, so I, I feel that's a loss going into a three. Well, those those uh, the new rumors that one and two HD still coming. Here Picking my battles. Like, you see, it's like I'm, I'm accepting the yeah. loss of that yeah. story. We're not I'm doing it. Two HD. We're not doing it. Uh, here's the strange thing, Huber. When that game was announced, it changed my perspective of what is possible. Yeah. I thought Shenmue three would never happen, yeah. and it said this is happening. Now that we live in this world of Shenmue three, I gotta say, 
I'm just cool with it. I'm not thinking it's going to come out this year. Yeah. I'm not super hyped on it. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, Shenmue 3 is happening. It's going to, it's probably not this year. Yeah. I'm coasting. Cool. I'm definitely coasting. I'm gliding off of that enthusiasm. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if I'll ever be as hyped for that game that I was at during that presentation. <laughs> From now on, I just kind of glide off yeah. of it. I'm still yeah. airborne. I'm still in the sky. Yeah. I like it. Okay, cool. But I'm descending for sure. But then when one and two remake come out and we full play through them on stream, okay, your hype will come back. I'm almost down. Uh, no, I'm struggling down. whether to do uh, a spicy one or a not spicy. I feel like we've been spicy enough. Okay. You want a softball? Give okay. me a softball. We'll give you a softball. I really like this perspective. This is something I haven't. This is neat. I like this. Hi, allies. When we talk about skill in game, we overwhelmingly refer to mechanical skill. A game requires a lot of skill if you need to dodge at the right moments or make pixel-perfect jumps or react quickly to an opponent's attacks. At the same time, however, skill takes on a variety of forms. I recently completed Dragon Quest VIII, and by far, my favorite part of the game is how it is a high-skill game, not in the sense that combat requires careful planning and execution, but instead that Dragon Quest VIII rewards adventuring skill. For example, there's a point in the game where an NPC tells you that you need to find a gemstone in the world, but he can't remember where it is, and it's up to the player to recall a prominent stone from 30 hours of playtime earlier. It rewards the player for being an adventurer and in remembering important features of prior locations. To the panel, what other examples of non-traditional skill can you think of in gaming? Love and respect, Michael. Survival horror, managing your inventory, managing your items. It's a skill. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a skill. I think reading NPCs is a skill. You play in Telltale, Bioware, knowing when an NPC is going to cheat you. You know, knowing knowing if you start a conversation, you're like, I don't trust this guy. The guy's like, hey, we'll, I'm, I'm going to go on this thing. Come with me. And you're like, no, no, you're a skeevy dude. I'm not, yeah. Or, or just knowing when like, when like a hard choice is coming in Telltale. Oh, when you're like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. I'm going to open this door. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> you know. That's cool. Bloody out of skill. Skill. Um, I got one. Yeah. Uh, I got one from Mario Maker, and it's a skill of fun, which is tough. Oh, you play yeah. at people's levels, and you think, yeah. "Oh, this actually isn't fun," <laughs> and it's such a weird skill. And you, yeah. you you practice that skill through Mario Maker. It's crazy. Uh, so I think Mario Maker is, is, and it's tough about finding that balance of aesthetics. And you're like, "Oh, I want my level to look cool." And it's like, hey, "Great, it's not fun." And so uh, I think yeah. skill is a fun that you can learn. Infinity too. Like there were mm-hmm. some some people would design levels in Infinity, and you're like, what game did you make this in? Why can't why why are you the only person that can do this? Like what like what magic sauce do you have going on in your brain? Oh, because they're intense. They're very good. The the tools that Disney Infinity provides, and you can make that work. Sure. Like, yeah. Because some I would play some toy boxes that were just broken and misguided. I didn't know where I was going, and you know. Yeah. And these are people like not developers. Don't have that you know? skill. That yeah. skill of fun of capturing fun. Um. Humor might relate to me on this. Oh boy, with horror games. Um, I think there's a certain level of skill or maybe willingness uh, to kind of adopt like immersion, Absolutely, to like kind of yeah. put yourself into what the game wants to do, rather than your preconceived notion from other games. Like just figure out what that. this game is without mm-hmm. necessarily comparing it. Nice, love it, love that answer, bud. Ooh, wow. I. Well, go ahead. I got one. What? Camera movement, baby. Especially with, like, our job, which is capturing game footage and translating it and, you know. I'll buy it, Jones. I'll buy it. 
there are moments where I'm impressed by myself. I think, man, I did a pretty good job with that shot. Yeah. And I'm not capturing or anything. I just, you know, but I, I, like, I like when people camera. say that when they're like yeah. capture shot and be like, oh, I get my slow walking shot into a new area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's definitely definitely something you can be good that's at. weird i really relate to that you know how sometimes i just talk about right analog stick and nobody gets it i'm just like why do you want to control a camera so bad it's, i love controlling the camera speaking of zelda i remember yeah. actually having a, a getting in an argument with somebody when twilight princess came out on gamecube and wii and i was asking people about the wii version as opposed to the gamecube and uh and w- one of the things you couldn't do on the wii was write opponent and move the camera so mm-hmm. if you're on opponent you're forward you cannot look to the side mm. or behind you and on the GameCube, the little your little the sticks little on the side, stick. you can yeah. move the C stick around. And the person was dumbfounded. I wanted that. They were like, "Why would you want to look around while you're riding a pono?" Like, Which makes sense. What? Yeah. How many shots what? did I give you? Why from, would I want? Uh, blood why would I want to move the camera? Doing that. Yeah. Like the whole time you're playing Wind Waker, like the fact that you could move the camera around your boat did nothing for you. You're just like, "No, I'm good. I'm I just think lock that camera in Wind Waker in front of me. I'm fine." I don't know, Jones. I think we are weird in that sense. I think there are a lot of people who are totally fine keeping the C stick at where it is when they're riding that boat in Wind Waker. Yeah. Huber, are you a C-sticker? Love the C-stick. So you, when you're riding a boat, you'll you'll stick that camera around? Yeah, I'm looking around. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, of course. Going on a long drive in, you know, uh, in uh, Forza Horizon or you know, like a GTA, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to move that camera around, get that sunset in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another thing. I, I don't know if it's really a skill, but I always feel like in uh, JRPGs, um, I manage, I guess it's just inventory management in general. I said it about survival horror, but I kind of take that concept into JRPGs where I save all my cash. I never like... <laughs> buy weapons and armor when I get to a town and I just kind of keep my Economics. own stuff. Yeah, and then like I'll just kind of like not really grind, but I'll kind of like work on some lower enemies, like level up and like make my crap weapons viable for as long as possible and kind of ride that out. I don't really know. Can I tell you something crazy, Huber? Uh, in the credits for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, there's somebody, there are two people who were credited for Progression and economy. Yes, yes. I saw that. I, rem- I specifically remembering that <laughs> yes. title stand out when I saw the economy. credits. I was like, "Oh, look at that! You will love that." Who's yeah. that person? <laughs> there are wow. two people. Their job was to design the progression and economy of wow. Horizon Zero Dawn. Which, How cool is that? Very. Cool. Legitimately, it took me a while to buy everything I wanted in that game. There yeah. were there were definitely some materials that I I was not like swimming in. Like there were a couple things. I'm like, God, I'm out of wire again. Yeah, uh, I feel like, like the metal <laughs> is pretty well balanced so far like the main resource yeah. to like metal scraps your, metal scraps because you mm-hmm. use it to upgrade your pouches and buy the weapons and yeah it's the closest thing to rupees it's like yeah. your, that's, your that's currency. really cool yeah. yeah and speaking of rupees like I just recently started finding rupees in Zelda. don't you do spoilers blood don't <laughs> okay. you do them don't you do the uh <laughs> we should move up uh no, no any more skills I, I like that question i think that was a cool question yeah. i have one yeah, I'll, yeah. uh tempering expectations you know, it's like I, I, I That's find a skill to have Jones. Well, for something like, yeah, well, for something like like a Galaxy of Heroes, like I enjoy that. You know, and I see people get burnt out and they're angry, and it's like you didn't see that coming. Like, you didn't know. You know what I mean? I'm always surprised when people play a game that's like, you know, something something like a Monster Hunter or like yeah. an MMO or something something that's like a slog. You know, like this is a game you're spent like Pokemon Go. You mm-hmm. know, people that like a week after Pokemon Go came out were like, I'm done. Yeah. It's like. The moment you opened that game, you couldn't kind of sense the trajectory of how how much you would be interested for the certain amount of time. Jones, like, I you, don't have that skill. I'll tell you, I don't right. have that skill. Um, oh, I do have a new one. Uh, and it's in reference to the PlayStation Plus game of the month, Tearaway Unfolded. Uh, arts and crafts play in. 
you're asked to design things yeah. and I'm like, oh baby. And you just cut little things out of construction paper and make a crown. And I'm like, I want my crown to look good. I think most people playing the game would just do a zigzag and like throw some stones on it. Was, yeah. But every single time that I had that opportunity, I'm like, I want to make a cool tattoo. <laughs> I'm just like an idiot when it came to that. But the stuff in the game looked cool because I have that weird little arts and crafts skill. Yeah. Dig cool. it. Nice. Except that blank sun. How depressing I'd, is that? I'd say that's yeah. just I would just generalize that to creativity, go. Okay. Like Mario Maker and stuff, you're good at that stuff. Just being creative. But I think a big part of it, Huber, is just doing it a bunch. I think if you just mm-hmm. cut construction paper every single day, eventually you'll be really good at it. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. You would, I'm Huber. Pretty bad at commit that yourself. <laughs> commit it, yourself. Put it on now. your backlog, Huber. <laughs> Do your crunches. <laughs> Those laser puzzles. Okay, one last question. Here we go. Uh, good eve- Good afternoon, allies. It's not afternoon for us any longer. Talking to all of the allies at the meet and greet last year about how the moment when they knew when to get into the gaming industry as a job mm. uh, motivated and inspired me to finally create content. Thank you. Thank you, Huber, for your incredible enthusiasm. Thank you, Blood, for your humbleness. Thank you, Bossman, for your skepticism. Whoa. Thank you, Jones. For your intricate editing skills that I look up to, I thoroughly enjoyed your audio editing of Dragon Quest Builders. Muchos gracias. Thank you. Did they just call the panel? How'd that happen? Oh, because sometimes I do that. I say, "Here's going to be yeah, on the yeah. podcast this week." Oh, Jones, you're like, oh, I'm blown away. Right I was like, whoa, that worked. Clairvoyant. Thank you, love and respect, Irvin. I pulled that one because we do that a lot. We people say, "Hey, how can I do what you want to do?" And I just say, "Make stuff." Irvin's doing it. Yeah. Making stuff. Nice. It's great. Yeah. And so I wanted to celebrate somebody going out and doing that. Awesome. Well Make done, stuff. Robin. Now keep doing it. Uh, am I skeptical? Am I skeptical? I would think- say cautiously. Thank you, Kyle, for your skepticism. Yeah. Whoa. Cautiously optimistic slash pessimistic. Huh. You're cautious. About you're cautious. Most things. Yeah. There are some things that you're, you know, Pokemon, I wouldn't say you're skeptical about. Oh, I am. Like you're down. Oh, boy. Well, some, ever- some Pokemon products, yeah. Jones. You skeptical about Pokemon you know, stars? Are you skeptical, not? Kyle? No, if I had to be a reviewer, I'd give that game like two stars. <laughs> wonder why you're not skeptical? Why? Because you take the time and the courage to media blackout. Mm. That's pure hype. That's, That's pure, pure hype. optimism. That's pure hype. You media blackout something, mm-hmm. you're optimistic. You know what? I think I was <laughs> I was uh, equating uh, cynical to skeptical. I think mm. you'd be skeptical without being cynical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't take that harshly. Irvin, making stuff. Make stuff. Cut your construction paper every day. Eventually, you will make really cool stuff with construction paper. It's the same with videos. Same thing. It is now time for bets. Next week's bet. Sticks. Shards of Darkness comes out on March 14th, 2017. Too many games. Sequel to Sticks. Yeah, too many great games. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to Sticks. We, no. watched, we were watching the trailer. Co-op. co-op. This game's got co-op. Yeah, watch that co-op trailer. Hype. So what we're going to do is we're going to focus Home Interactive, the publisher of this game. By the way, it's getting physical copies, getting made of this game. Uh, how many words in the most recent comment of the most recent review, sorry, most recent video posted to Focus Home Interactive's official YouTube page, how many words will be in the most recent comment on the most recent video for Sticks, Shards of Darkness? Brandon Jones. A dozen. And you know what? Twelve. Listeners can't really appreciate that. I like that, too. Twelve. Jones, that's a good-looking, too. I mean, a little scratchy near the end. Yeah, the end is a little... Good form, nonetheless. Calligraphy. Looks like a snake. Got a snipper clip at the end there. Return of the snakes. Daniel Budworth. 
37. Oh, 37 words. Ah, yeah, that's a that's a comment. That's a comment. Got to keep my black sales tradition up. What's that? 14. Okay, he's written those in Roman numerals. Just in case you were a listener wondering what that meant. X-I-V. Black Is that sales. a black sales thing? What do you mean? Uh, before every episode, the episode number in the oh, Roman numerals. Oh, nice. Final season, four episodes left. Catch up if you haven't. And I, my bet is 11 words. Jones, Whoa. we're real close again. Okay. We're real close again. But we got the low. We so do have the low. So it's just like, whatever. Yeah. Caca. And by the way, hey, come on. If you're a listener of this podcast, don't put a comment on that video. Well, there's no way to be sure. <laughs> there's no way to be sure, which is nice, I we, guess. We, but th- we fluctuate. Well, this, this is a late podcast. But they also aren't going to know when we're going to be looking at that you're exactly. Gonna, yeah, you're not sure when we're going to shoot this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We shoot it Tuesday nights. Sometimes yeah. we shoot it at 9. Sometimes we shoot it at 10. What I like is, and we'll get to this... The the Super Bomberman R one was uh, how many reviews? Mm-hmm. Some people are tweeting at me just like, look at how funny this is. A bunch of people are mentioning Easy Allies. When I checked it this morning, they were gone. Hmm. I think Amazon actually like if you're just like I'm only here for Easy Allies, they'll take you off. Whoa, isn't that crazy? Hmm. So I guess it doesn't work for Amazon. It would totally work on YouTube. You can manipulate it. I'm simply asking. Were you they not to. like not legitimately reviews? Right, Wild West on there. I think Me someone too. was actually like, uh, the graphics are fine, blah, blah, blah. I'm here for easy allies, but even then, Amazon's like, nah, get out of here. Get flagged. Yep, number? Huber, why don't you go ahead and bring it up while I explain what last week's bet was. Uh, it was about Super Bomberman R, which was released last Friday. Mm-hmm. At this point, how many customer reviews will it have on Amazon.com? Jonesy bet 18, Damiani bet 25, Brad bet 250, I also bet 18. Huber, how many customer reviews are there for Super Bomberman R currently? Currently. Yep. On Amazon. I'm going to give it one last refresh. Mm-hmm. One mm. last refresh. There are 45. That is a win. Customer reviews. For Damiani. Nice. nice. Damiani. Uh, yes. That brings our total to Purple Platypie 3. <laughs> Red Eagle 7. Kaka. Uh, Blood, you'll take those points, but we have a few things to cover first. Uh, Patreon plugs. Let's do that. Patreon.com slash easy allies is what I'm talking about in particular, Jones. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a website you would go to if you would want to support easy allies. You don't say. I do. What if I want to support easy allies? I'm not going to go to it. Am I, I going to go to Patreon.com slash easy allies? It's going to be all yelling at me like I got I to gotta give money. Can I can I just enjoy it without giving money? Can I just you absolutely is that a web page I can just peruse and read and watch stuff? Sure, uh, easyallies.com. Oh, okay. And that what's the cool about easyallies.com is all our stuff is posted on YouTube. It's just highly organized on easyallies.com. You have the schedule, so you see all the stuff that's coming out this week, and also all the live streams and all the videos are just well organized there. Very well organized. You could go to youtube.com/easyallies. Organized by show. Mm-hmm. God. Ian's show, my show. Yeah, you honestly, you don't even need to subscribe to us on YouTube because the website is so. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Oh man, you do. Thanks for bringing that up. Why? Uh, Well, in a couple weeks, we will be a year old, and I would just, I would just love it. I, I I normally do not do this. Be like, just for for the old Jonesy. Mm -hmm. uh, If you could sub sub, if you have not yet, we're so close to a hundred thousand. And that would just be magical if we could hit that by our, our one year anniversary. So YouTube, we're, we're, we're less YouTube than three thousand subs thing, away, don't they? They send you a button. Yeah. So for a hundred thousand, yeah, a button. We a button. Is it no a clip is almost at a hundred k. Yeah, we can't let Danny O'Dwyer beat us. We yeah, we can. Please. Please. Yeah. Started his laughter hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Like his his documentaries are very good. They're amazing. I love yeah. the guy. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll tell it to his face. Take you down, O'Dwyer. <laughs> mm, I'm kind of rooting for Danny O'Dwyer on this one. <laughs> but the thing is, neither he nor I, or us, uh, really rely on the YouTube stuff. Yes. You know, because we have Patreon supporting us. Oh, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, that Zelda review? We got yeah. no ad money off of that. Sad right. to say, it, yeah, it, is exactly. a, it is a status thing. Yeah. It, uh, it, if you are a YouTube channel, if you were doing anything in the gaming you know, industry and you have a YouTube channel... When you hit that six figures, it, it opens doors. So so sub so Brandon can have that status. Yeah. What's so can be on the most backdoor so can, yeah, shady deal. So when, gotta, I, when I take Sophie on the walk, I can have the button with me. And it just... No, tell us what doors open. Greasy what do you mean by that? Palms. Um, d- there are some conventions that you mm-hmm. cannot get into unless you have at least 100,000. We are a YouTube channel now. Yes. Before we were a website. We are mm-hmm. not. We have a website, but we are not that website anymore. We are... Yeah. We are a, a successful Patreon, and a, uh, we have u- several YouTube channels, but primarily Easy Allies is our main flagship channel. We got into E3 last year because they were being nice. <laughs> Basically. Through yeah. the, the graciousness of, yes. of, 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 yeah, of people that... Uh, and Damiani, like, finding the contact. Did some sweet talking for us. Sleuthing. Little sleuthing. sleuthing. up a contact. Enjoy some sleuthing from Michael Damiani. So yeah, that's a, those are the main things to promote Easy Allies. Yeah, we're a group of people. We're not just the four of us. If this is your first time ever listening, uh, there, there are nine Easy Allies. And we all love video games. We make videos and live streams about video games uh, quite passionately. In a pretty darn kick-ass community. So. Oh, absolutely. Get, it, get up in that, too. Read the comments on this video. Wow, all these people are nice. Look at that. Mm-hmm. No, I just probably a lot of to leave a nasty uh, comment. Lord of the Rings lore being dropped. Mm, probably oh a lot of that in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, did Huber was... read the Odyssey? Or did... no, no, no. Uh, let's check in on goals. Huber, how'd you do on your goals? We brought up Shenmue. Great, yeah. Blood, how'd you do on your goal? Yeah, brought up the GDC talks. Jones, how'd you do on your goal? I was shut down, but I I, I gave you one. You didn't say very funny, funny things. You gave it to Bloodworth is the thing. Okay. Bloodworth was funnier than you were, I guess. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I accomplished my goal. I was I was hanging on this mic waiting for a joke. I was... Th- no? Uh, uh, you're just very serious. Oh, I'm not saying you have to do a joke so in every podcast, wrong. but I, I picked the wrong goal, clearly. Be funny, Kyle. <laughs> wow. Kyle told no jokes in the whole podcast. <laughs> that might be good for us, you know? Oh. That might, that might be where we want to be. Okay, no, I mean, that next podcast, my goal is going to be tell a joke for Jones. <laughs> uh, last thing I wanted to remark on before I hand the microphone over to Bloodworth is that this is the 50th episode of the Easy Allies podcast. That's a pretty big deal. It's not 100. 50 is pretty good. It's a milestone. Yeah. That's good a good job, Kyle. Oh, you put, you, you put the yeah. show together mostly. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Jones. Well, thank you. Yeah. Good job, Huber and Blood for being on one-fourth of those. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to do, not like a hugely special thing, is I wanted to put a tag at the end. You remember you remember the at the end of GT time, it used to be Jones going, oh. I love the Xbox. <laughs> I love having things like that. I think that actually makes st- podcasts stronger. The thing is, I, you know, for the easy eyes, I didn't want to force it. I didn't want to just have Jones saying, like, I love something embarrassing. That's more of a GT time thing. Uh, I wanted to find something that's ours and that we can own. And I think I've found something. So, for the, to celebrate the 50th, uh, at the end of this podcast, you will hear the new tag. Please enjoy it. That's how we're celebrating our 50th episode. Very cool. Now, that's not the permanent tag. It can, it can evolve it based will on most if likely something evolve. happens. It will yeah. most, as they did on GT Time. I love evolving them as well. But yeah, I just like a little thing. A little thing at the end that you look forward to hearing. Daniel Bloodworth, because you are sitting in the seat of bet winner Bradley Ellis, Damn. you... Damiani. Damiani, Brad said two fifty. Yeah, yeah, Brad. Bo- he boned it. Yeah. Uh, so no. Ultima's just getting up in your head. <laughs> so Damiani won the bet. So you you're sitting in his seat. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. 
You get the final word on anything you disagreed with or would like to reiterate, and you get to sign off with a trademark sign-off. Take it away, Blood. Um, yeah, my Twitter handle is at dbloodworth2. And, um, yeah, for a video, I, th- this has actually been a pretty good week because uh, since August, I have been playing Earthbound on streams for the first time, and this week I finished Earthbound. Yeah. How many that- parts is that? 15 parts. Whoa, Ooh. that's a playthrough. Yeah. That game so, is incredible. Yes. Yeah. It, I it, it is, missed that game. <laughs> wow. It is very forward-thinking in its battle design. Forward-thinking? Yeah. It's extremely funny. It's constantly throwing stuff at you you don't expect. There's so much music that I looked... Uh, some, I, I was asking people for, like, soundtrack links. Somebody sent me a soundtrack link, and I looked through this, and, like... There's like 20-something tracks on this, and like half of what I want is not on there. You know, it's... Yeah, and the backgrounds, just the super level of creativity in all of the areas and enemy designs, like, that is a just wonderful classic game. I think if I had played that game, when when it came out, it would have had a profound impact on my personality. Chones! Yeah. I think it would have shaped my sense of humor... Oh. My, because I'm trying to think back then. It's like Monkey Island is like the only game I can remember being funny, like Leisure Suit Larry. You know, it's like every now and then I would play something that was like, uh, haha, that's funny. Or it's like this game destroyed me. Like it was so, it was just hilarious. Yeah, you know, and so like there, you know, like there is a reason that game came with a guide on the Super NES. Like stuff is a bit obscure in terms of like why do I have so many different items and and ketchup packets and weird stuff like that. Um, but, uh, chat was there to, to guide me through, you know, to like, okay, do I need this slingshot? It's like, no, never use this slingshot. You know, use a baseball bat. Oh, that's nice. It's good to have that friend. Absolutely. Or like, you know, okay, uh, you know, when Jeff gets to this IQ level, like he can repair this item. Like, cool, sweet. Um, so those things were, were great. And, and, uh, you know, and we avoided spoiling really, uh, throughout just like mechanical things. Uh, but yeah, you can go to youtube.com slash plays, which is where all of our streams go to live forever. Nice promo. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll have a whole pile of new stuff in there by the time you see this. So just if you scroll down on that channel page, there's a section for full playthroughs, and it'll be towards the top of that. Um, and then for the final word, um, I'll just say, yeah, it's time for the Wii U to die and the Switch to live. And I have no regrets about Nintendo cutting that thing off. And uh, you know, w- w- let's let's live in a new era. That thing is a hundred percent improvement on the Wii U hardware wise. So, um, and uh, we'll see you before the next Blood Moon rises. I am yeah. enjoying these microtransactions.